Lena Garbo's gone. What am I going to do? Sell their stuff. Ichi, Ichi, are you okay? Are you oh God, no, he's not crying. He's drinking. He's, he's drinking so much Pepsi. Ichi, stop uh, the too much Pepsi. Itchy. Um, uh, Calm down, uh, man. Uh, oh, God. Uh, the we are live! Shining through the night, Spellcaster, Blade. Burning with the light of a storm, Dragoncaster, Armorhide. Broadcasting hundreds of opinions across the world. Radio Sentai Cast Ranger. On air! <coughs> Welcome to episode 206. What, did, are you smoking too? You. What the hell is up with your lungs? They're full of Pepsi. <laughs> oh, so he doesn't, he doesn't breathe oxygen. He breathes. He breathes pure Pepsi. <laughs> I, I am become Pepsi, devourer of systems. <laughs> I have become the Pepsi, Pepsi generation. Man. Wait, no, reboot was last week. Oh yeah, that's well, not really. Master uh, pterodactyl, triceratops, Trans Pepsi Man. <laughs> Pepsi Man. <laughs> Ichi, I don't think this is the origin story of Pepsi Man. <laughs> No, it's and, the new Fifty Two Pepsi Man. And the villain is the villain is Lord Coke. <laughs> it's, it's the it's the new Final Edgy Form. reboot. Coke it's the new Edgy reboot. Uh... All right, so uh, Lane and Gar are off for reasons I don't remember. Probably work related, because that's the kind of attention I pay. As we're I mean, in the roll call, we have a couple of friends joining us over Discord, and Emily's here with me this week. Hi. Hi. Just Hello. so I'm not here all time, I'm lonesome. I, I mean, if we really want to, we could like do impressions and pretend Lane and Gar are here. Now um, I'm super uh, curious. Ultraman. <laughs> Is that it? That's a really good Lane impression. <laughs> no. <laughs> this thing is terrible. I love it. <laughs> Pat Rangers. <laughs> Chichiro. Alright, so this week we're talking about Build Episode 44, uh, Lupin Ranger Episode 23, and I do mean Lupin Ranger Episode 23. Yeah, this is an awesome Lupin Ranger episode. And our feature topic for this week are the five short episodes of a YouTube series called Megabot. Uh, I elaborated briefly on why last week, but if you didn't catch that, I'll talk about it again when we get there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's sort of vulgar, but had good production value. All right, take us in, me. Are we gonna make a boy? Oh, what an intense episode. Yeah. I love mm -hmm. that shot of That's... the ten lost bottles at the start. Immediate wallpaper. Yeah. I like all the twists. The word. Sorry. 
You, you go. We're both talking at once. Yeah. Said intense is a word. Yeah. Uh, it's also two words. <laughs> um, uh, also, uh, I really liked all the twists and turns this episode had. I will Dolly. say that as, as of this episode, I'm pretty sure we're not going to get to see a lost castle smash, and now I'm sad. Daddy Jesus. Is, wait, is that another reason that you were drinking with the Pepsi? Yes. All right, good. It's in the same room they keep the laser level three fake you are. No! Don't make us call the therapist oh. again. That cut, that cut between the before the roll call and after the roll call was 30 minutes. <laughs> so, during the recap, Sawa mentions that she's put trackers on Gen and Kazumi, and as we've seen in prior episodes, the recaps are in fact canon, because she does actually track them. I was thinking about the recaps and how much I like them when they banter like that, and I feel like that's not going to continue past this season, and we're probably not going to get it oh, to you. Oh, probably not. But I kind of wish every season had it. Right? It's so great. I, so, I hope Zio has something like it. Yeah. So, but wait, Gento, how did, where did she put the trackers? Did she try to wiretap their bottles again? <laughs> so, uh, Gentoku and Kazumi run into the Faust facility and immediately get caught. But, of course, that turns out to be the point. Yes. The All part of the plan. decided not to lock them. Because if they did lock those, those um, casket machines, Capsules. Thing, then they would be completely screwed. Right? Like, they, Utsumi and They're his lackeys proceed to, like... too dumb to buy a padlock. Right? They proceed to, like, night trap them and put them into these little capsules as they're, like, screaming for, like, as if they're about to die. But, like, did no one else who was ever in one of these capsules ever try to get out? Because... The two who tried to get out immediately get out. I mean, Ryuga did like the first episode when he was trying to get out of the, the glass case. Even he, more he, reason why you'd think they'd be smart enough to just put a fucking latch on them. I mean, at the very least, put one of the Loxseed toys on it. It you won't know, last for very long, but it'll do something. You know what I think might be the actual reason? I think they broke out because they were leveled up. But then the next yeah. question is, they were the one... The people running the experiment were the ones who chose how much gas to give them, so why weren't they able to predict this? He accidentally leans on it. Hope nobody saw that. <laughs> I accidentally cranked them up to 11. Why'd they give... Why'd they, they give... even have uh, that button. Kazuman another dose of gas. They already pre prepped him for being... For I'm becoming. like, he was already well within you-lose-you-die levels of hazard. But maybe now this means just that like, he's like... Now I'm just like... Did you, at this point, it's like, if he stubs his toe, he's disintegrating. <laughs> but Maybe like, he just has a leak and has to go get refreshed. I mean, there was that one episode where Evol knocked him into the wall so hard that his robot jelly started leaking out. But I think what actually is happening is Kazumi is actually higher level than Gentoku now because he's the one who literally pokes Sento and sends him crashing to the floor. Yeah. That was fun. You're um, right. We get a shot of Sento running some tests on Banjo or... Now that he's got Vernage inside him, I'm going to proceed to call him Burnjo. Oh, I find myself. Which is funny because he uses the freeze power this episode. Ice can burn. Sorry, Emily, you were saying. It's probably not gonna not gonna go like this because we would have had more hints toward it if it would. But I'm starting to wonder if it's a dark gonna be a dark crystal style twist where Vernage and and um, and uh, Evolve are two sides of the same being. 
I don't think I so. I don't think so, though, because Bernard was the Queen of Mars specifically. And Evolt has been <laughs> destroying planets from beyond the galaxy. I Evolt am now the Queen of Mars. So, Sento, who apparently salvaged that monitor he threw off his desk in rage, uh, comes up with the Blizzard Knuckle, which I like. I like it. As you can guess, because it's blue. What I'm angry, though, about is that we don't have a cross-Blizzard form. I mean, I'd imagine, I'd imagine it's just a, a, a negative version of Cross, of cross Magma. The well, black Sento, is white and the orange is blue. Sento tells Bonjo to put it in his driver, so clearly the intent was for there to be a form. But I'm, I'm just saying, I imagine that it's, it, it's just like the, the black would be like either white or silver. Oh, no, no, I know absolutely what it would look like, and there's even been fan art of Cross Blizzard. Yeah. I love Maybe it. the form is just too cool for a Bonjo to use. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wow. They're waiting for Kazooie. Um, so yeah, uh, Gen and Kazumian break out of their capsules and start running out of the facility. Utsumi and his, his mooks chase them, but like they're walking, whereas the guys escaping are running, and somehow they have no problem catching up. Anyways. I have a theory. Maybe they wanted them to escape. I mean, isn't I mean, that sort of what's implied by Dad Belt saying it was just his plan? I mean, at this point in the series, how many times have people faked out? You know what I mean? Anything's fucking possible at, at this least point. Twelve. Hundred. We're gonna find out on the very last episode this was all Banjo's plan all along. And he's only pretending <laughs> to be dumb. And then we're gonna find out it was Misora's plan. So Blaze okay. is wrong. So, of course, what? Build and Cross come in uh, to save them because they track them. And then Cross Magma does something I've been wanting to see since it debuted. It used its fucking wings. Yeah, I yeah, actually cheered when he saw the it. The second I saw that, I was like, oh, it's happy. Although I'm and they're probably not going to make a big deal of it. I was about to say, I'm still sad there's no comment like, yeah, I got wings finally. No, that was you watching it. You said No, that. I know, but like there was that one shot in the hospital where he sent where Cross jumped out the window and he was like, Why don't I have wings? Banjo's hit his head too many times, he forgot. Probably. I think they were just, banking yeah, on the fandom for trying to fly, like doing anything he could with the cross power and just kept hitting his head. He used the taco bottle while he was charged that one time, one or two times. That was neat. Um, so, Bill Dad sneaks in, in his form that I like to refer as Dad Dad Comic. <laughs> and over the course of the episode, it's clear that he's giving him hints and advice, because he shows him that punching the trigger will, will paralyze the user. And my immediate yeah. thought is, are you saying that we finally have a rider who realizes, maybe I should fucking damage the belt! <laughs> you know, the source of his power! Well, he wanted to damage the trigger specifically, not the belt. Right? This is, but like, this is well, a this seven right the direction. first time. This, this is too much. Build. This is too much. Bill already stopped him from henching that one time, and now he's now he's like damaging his belt. This right? is too. This is too smart. Like, I don't care that he's a physicist. He's too smart. <laughs> he's getting too aware. <laughs> he's beginning to believe. So when they all get back to the base or the the cafe, which is still lodged into the side of this random building at the pier, 
Did someone die? Right? We're not, like, we're not addressing this thing. We're also like, not addressing Pandora's Tower, yeah, which has just been gonna, sitting there forever. At least they remember it exists. And have it they the gave background. us one shot of it in the background. Like, was that someone's house? Were they upstairs? And then when the building came, it became the downstairs. There was no more stairs. <laughs> That's why there hasn't been any hubbub about it. They've just been stuck in their bedroom upstairs. They've just been dead this whole time. So, I'm fully on board with Gentoku's fucking shirt gimmick now because it was amazing this week. Yeah. <laughs> Pointing the wrong way and they pushed the wrong side for yes and no. So, so are you going to, like, fight with us again? Which, 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 which? Ha no! Wait, shit! Wrong one! <laughs> Why not? I was like, no. Fuck, sorry. And, like, Kazumi's also on board, but then they show him, like, oh, if you said no, we were gonna bait you with this Mitan Dakimakura. And then he goes full going on. Yes, he just goes into, like, his own mind with a spotlight, and he sounds like going on. Except he's saying everything out loud, as he always does with this bit. <laughs> and there's like, even... They even cut to Gen during this his, his speech, and he like holds up the no part of his shirt, and it's basically like, "No, you're blowing it." I just I love how they just like that scene made me laugh so right. hard. And he tries to kiss the pillow in front of everyone, and then they just they like Sawa and Misora give him a double punch, and it's funny, but I think it lasts just a tad too long. Wait a minute. That's, that's oh, what I thought. I thought the joke went on a little too long. Oh, God. The fact that he tried to kiss the pillow is kind of creepy. Considering right. he started like, 16 and like, 16 with the mind of a nine-year-old. Here's the thing. It's okay if it's animated. Here's the thing. In the privacy of your own bedroom, you can do whatever the fuck you want. No one has the right to judge you for that. But you're standing in front of everyone trying to kiss a pillow! Well, do we know and then he said he was going to pay for it and said he'd pay extra if there was a swimsuit edition He was in the back. fully ready to pay two million dollars, stalks, whatever the fucking currency is. I think it's dollars, right? It, it depends I read on the, the sub. subtitle as dork dollars. I thought they were making fun of him. Two million I, I dorks. I saw dorks. Like, the thing I thought was dolts. Or no, dolks. The, what they're saying is doruku, so it could be interpreted either way. Blood dulk. <laughs> um, so we get, we cut back to the villains, and I love this shot of Evolt in Soichi's body, just chilling on that rock the way he did in both his Evolve, Cobra, and Rabbit forms in earlier episodes. I'm like, hey, look, that is a thing he does. <laughs> hey, remember that? He did a thing. Right? So he calls up Sento to convince him to hand over the CD bottle, which he still has. And his argument is effectively, you do know I can murder you and everyone anytime I want, right? I mean, Sento's response to that should have been, you do realize you don't know where we are still, right? Shit. Which my immediate thought is, why doesn't Utsumi track his cell phone signal? Huh. He's gone mad. He's gone mad with power and became dumb. Sento proceeds to throw his bike phone, and I guess it did not break. I would, I would have loved, I would have loved if that was the thing that made it break. It's like a drop from the top of the sky wall, perfectly fine. Like a, a like a two foot drop, motherfucker, that thing broke in his head. <laughs> It'd be no, realistic. What would have been better is if when he threw it, it turned into the bike and wrecked. I was his about lab. to say that. <laughs> 
Also, build phone. Build by Nokia. Actually, it also would have been funny if it somehow messed up the circuit, so he just had either a giant phone and a tiny bike. Now, the question, I, I mean, not question, but something I noticed is that, if I may use modern terminology, uh, when Sendo is really ticked off about something, he just has a tendency to yeet the freaking technology <laughs> because he, he, was it last week where he just took a lot, took his computer monitor right? and just freaking threw it on the ground? And, and, then, and apparently it was also fine because he's yeah. using it to work on the blizzard knuckle this and week. And then, and then this, this time, he just took his phone and was just like, He's a stupid phone! I wonder if he broke the monitor and, like, the colors messed up and it showed the magma knuckle was blue and he was just like, oh, That's, that's how he got idea. inspired for it. That'd be yes. amazing. <laughs> I gotta make your new power, but first, I need to go to Best Buy! Did you break the monitor? No. I'm sorry, I'm being an idiot. No, that was amazing. I'm just imagining him at like freaking like future shop. Saving the world with common writer build, saving the world with Best Buy. He's just like in the monitor aisle looking and he finally picks one. Shori no Kimata! The monitor of victory has been decided. So so Sento sneaks out. I'm trying to make a Best Buy joke. So like something, monitor, Best Buy. Oh yeah, I got it. Hands. So, so Sento sneaks out in the middle of the night, and it's at this point that we finally see where everyone sleeps at night, which is a weird thing to think about in this show. And what's even weirder is so cute though, with them all in their little sleeping bag. Sawa and Bisora are in their own, are in the one bed together with, with the, the Daki Makura. Right? Snuggle yourself. <laughs> I'm alone tonight, just me and you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to go to those places my mind went. I want to see <laughs> something like, like that. Just like, some, like someone like like a video just that shows someone really sad. And it pans over to them sitting on their bed with the body pillow of themselves. I'm genuinely surprised that they didn't kick Kazumi out and have him sleep either upstairs or outside. You're the only one I can trust me. <laughs> All I can imagine is I know that we already have the thumbnail for this, but I kind of want to Photoshop it anyway. Um, the trust nobody, not even yourself thing with Kazu, with, um, with, I mean, with, um, Misora and the Misora Dakimakura. Yeah. <laughs> Heck, we could have done that with Dad Build as well. Oh, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, the thumbnail for this week, uh, as people watching the finished episode will see, is Megabot with, uh, Gentoku's face in the chest as he was kicked out of the building. <laughs> um... So, of course, Bonjo decided to pull a play from Sawa's book and put a tracker on the Blizzard Knuckle, which Sento takes to fight Evol. And I swear to God, it looked like Sento was going to use the Blizzard Knuckle himself. So now I'm feeling even more cheated out of a Blizzard form. They just oh, don't want to Because what if Sento then, uses Blizzard and then they both fight side by side? But then you have to notice realize something. He would have used the Silver Dragon Bottle, he would have had to use Banjo's girlfriend. <laughs> like everyone else? Oh. <laughs> you cheated on me with Bill, and you're dead. How could you? So, everyone follows the tracker and meets up with him, Like so all four riders are together. 
And then Gentoku reveals his newest shirt. I'm with Stupid to my right. Except he's standing on the right edge of there, so he's pointed at no one. <laughs> I did it on purpose! Fuck you! Yeah, and then he just sort of runs over to the other side. And then Sento has the best line, where he's just like, I'm surrounded by idiots. That's awesome! <laughs> I love you, fuckfaces! episode, in a nutshell, is just as planned! Yep. And then we get the most awesome quadruple henshin. Yeah, that was awesome. So many sound effects. And I noticed when Grease transforms, he just has the twin twin breakers now permanently. Did, like, the dragon jelly just, like, unlock that in his Grease power set? And one thing I'd like to see him do with the two of them is have one of them in the attack mode and the other in beam mode. So he's, like, you know, multitasking, you know what I mean? Yeah, but Grease isn't a mid-range character. I think he's a melee character. Sure, I want to see. but you can do both. I want to see, like, uh... Yuga toss the I forget increase the uh, the the blizzard knuckle and use it as, to do a, a let's get a let's finish or whatever it is. That'd be neat. Yeah. Oh, put the blizzard knuckle easy. in the twin breaker. Yeah. Oh, that would be neat. The, the cross dragon, and it would actually be a, a ranged attack. Yeah. It would be even cooler if you. Oh wait, didn't um. Didn't uh, Grease have two twin breakers at one point? Yeah. But, well, Imagine yeah, he's having the flame knuckle in one and the oh. blizzard knuckle in the other. So he's just shooting fire nice everywhere. He's like, this is my upgrade. He's pulling a fucking Power Rangers Wild Force with the blackened polar bear oh, where God, like, if you alternate that. between fire and ice, it does a lot of damage. I Oh, God, that that is awesome. And, and hell, why I, shouldn't the faucet handle weapon spew cold water? <laughs> I just realized, wait, if... If the uh, if Cross Magma just regularly just emits like lava, would Cross Blizzard emit ice and then would it get stuck like that? No, it would like spread out and like create like a like a big like field of ice like Todoroki from Macadamia, and then it would just like the, it. the fist would punch just... it and it would shatter and it'd be beautiful. Oh god! I'm, I'm just imagining like the lo- like the lava flow like the ice just starts coming out of his chest but he gets stuck. So like I get ice block coming out of my chest. And then, like, afterwards, he's like, Ah, it's cold! I'm awake now! (laughs) Uh, so they- All four of them fight Evolve, and it's so funny to see Evolve shooting them with the trans-steam gun. Uh, but of course he still holds his par, and, uh, he black hole kicks them outside. But, uh, they come up with a plan to disable him. We see the shining rainbow math. And you everyone looks at it. Like, I'm, imagining, I'm imagining all of them are just like, I have no idea what this means. Yeah, like, as. What do you remember? What do you like, remember? Oh, pretty colors. Based on their heads looking around, it's clear that everyone sees it, so. Um, and then we get to I, see. I imagine, like, one of them is like, I mean, I remember learning that one in, in physics, but I mean. Uh, and then we get to see the blizzard knuckle finally get used, but only as a weapon. We get to hear like, Botokin! Glacial knuckle! Kachi 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 kachin! Fucking love that sound. I will buy the blizzard knuckle. Oh, The only thing that I don't oh, like about yeah. the blizzard knuckle is yeah. that it doesn't have the, the cross logo on it. Does it? It doesn't. It just It's just flat. Interesting. 
I mean, I think if you, I guess if you really wanted to, you could like paint it on yourself. But the the, the thing is, a lot I've seen some people talking about how they think the Blizzard knuckles a grease power up because someone photoshopped an image. Yeah. With like no, I saw that, and immediately when I saw that, immediately when I saw that, I was like, I don't even need to translate this to know that that says grease. And at that point, I don't even need to look at this for more than a second to know that it's photoshopped. Yeah, like anyone who fell for that, uh, problem. The knuckles don't fit in the splash driver. Oh yeah, that would. Not with that attitude. Anything can work no, with a hacksaw. No, 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 don't, don't, no, no, don't do that. Those toys cost like seventy dollars when you import those. I mean, on Amazon, they cost seventy dollars anyway. Fuck it, give Grease the Evolve driver. The Grievol driver. He's high level enough now; he can handle it. Wait, if the Grease freezes over, then doesn't that just stays in place? Sorry. What did you say, Armorhide? I said that's just going to be the next movie. Blaze, what were you saying? If Grease freezes over? I was over? saying if the Gre- I was saying if Grease freezes over, then does, can he can he still move? <laughs> he could be Grease Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we have Fire Thunder and Grease Lightning. Right. Oh my! And if there was fire, a lightning fire, fist, ice and Grease Lightning. If there was a lightning fist, honestly, I would be tempted to buy it. It'd be cool. I, I like lightning. I'm waiting for a visa. I'm still waiting for the visa moment where he gets a build driver and gets his own version of the cross dragon, the grease monkey. Yep. Well, there isn't a monkey full bottle, but that'd be neat. But it, but I mean like this thing. Oh, like, you mean like a like a monkey version of the cross dragon that he put the robot bottle in? Yeah. That would be badass. I would like that. I've seen fan art of that going around. Except, except I, I remember that when we first talked about Kazumi, I said that part of his name was a pun for monkey, except I realized that's not actually true because his name is Sawatari, not Saruwatari. Oh, yeah. If it was Saru, it could have worked. So it actually is not as applicable as I thought before. So apologies for that. So... They defeat Evol and he explodes, but not before saying that this isn't over. Again, just as planned. Yeah. This I... isn't over, bears. <laughs> this isn't bad. over, my plan bottles. Counter, I don't think that's my exactly plan. what he says. What is it? Let me just look it up. Sorry. Um, but like after he explodes and you just see the little tiny little fires in the grass, I want it so bad for just sprinklers to go off. <laughs> Oh, it's this is not over, bears. <laughs> so this is not blood. over, bottles. What's yeah. that from? Oh, uh, let me. Uh, I don't know if because I'm with headphones, but it's from the movie The Country Bears. Oh, okay. Uh, at the end, the villain who is portrayed by Christopher Walken. Oh says, God. This is not over, bears. But he says it in a very weird way, as if he just realized they were bears in the movie. Oh right. So it's just this is not over, bears. <laughs> okay. So, Evolt has exploded, and all that's left is the three remaining lost bottles, which are Castle, Hammer, and I can't remember what the last one was. What's weird is like it's almost Zebra? like it's hidden. Is it Zebra? I don't know. I think it might be Zebra. Um, but yeah, so Dad Build swoops in in hot gatling form to grab them. And then uh, on Transforms and says, Haha, all according to plan. So now I'm thinking he's going to reveal that he was actually trying to help them at the start of the next episode. Wait a minute. 
so or wait, maybe he wanted hammer... them to think he was helping him so that he can get what he wanted out of them to make the new monster form. The Something hammer like bottle was like one of the first of those to to be like revealed, like the one of the first of those sauce bottles to come out. But now it doesn't even get its own like monster. Yeah, and there's a few of them that didn't. That's kind of dumb. Yeah, I mean this this does seem like this whole arc was cooked up at the last minute to fill the end of the show because the main plot kind of exhausted itself a little too quick. Yeah. But next week we get to see Evolt's monster form, and I'm hyped. It. So wait, at the beginning. Oh wait, I think it was Spanner. I'm looking at her. I'm trying to look at the episode right now. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next episode. Yep. Excuse me. All right. Any other thoughts on Bill before we move on? No, but I'm curious to see and, exactly where this goes. Right. I mean, it was. It was kind of funny to see that this is like the third or fourth time they were like, the war is finally over. It's like right? this, the next second, ah, shit. <laughs> the war was not over. It just reminds <laughs> me of this one video. I don't even remember what game it was, but this one video on Kotaku's Highlight Rail where this guy is about to jump into a window to shoot some dudes, and he's like, it's time to go! Jumps in the window, gets shot to death. It was not time to go! Oh, God. <laughs> It was his time to well, go. Well, it was time to go. He just didn't know where he was going. Right. To hell. All right, Emily, you want to take us in? Oh, how? What you, do I do? You say the thing. Yo, oh, coke sitter. Um, yo, coke sitter. You ruined it. I did ruin it. It's fine. No, it's fine. Sorry, I ruined it. Ru Emily can't ruin anything. No, I'm yeah, pretty sure I agree. I ruin things just by existing. <laughs> so this no. episode introduces us to uh, the fact that Dobranio is an uncle, for starters. I mean, Danglers have relatives? And also... Uh, what, was, that a, was that what he was saying? I don't know. Rylan like, was saying Dobranio was his never, uncle. And it was never brought up again. No one... They called him Oji-san, which can mean literal uncle, but it could also just mean someone you admire. Oh, maybe. So I Like genuinely... old man. Yeah, so I genuinely do not know what whether it's literal or not. Hard to say. Because I know maybe it's like Kotaro last time, where it's his uncle slash grandpa. I think it is uncle because Raimon seems very cocksure that he's going to inherit the title of the new boss. He's and dying like two episodes. He may not be blood related, but he's his quotations uncle. My immediate thought was, oh good, it's Mongetsu from Ninja all over again. I like his design, though. He's got sort of like a dog bone Shiso-looking thing. What's weird is, of the three of his his, his Raimon gang, I liked his design the least. The Kiwi guy's the best. Absolutely. He's a plague doctor and a Kiwi bird, and he sounds like Kudurudu. I like him. Right. Except tire pitch. And then the third is the feature of this episode, Ushi Barok, who is a mix of a bull and a knight? Well, I, I got the bull part, but not the he's rest. Got like oh, he's got like a plate mouth. He's got like a plate helmet mouth. I actually really like it. Sorry. I was thinking about it recently, like earlier. I think this guy is kind of the biggest asshole out of all the ganglers we've seen so far. Ushi Barak? Yeah, because of his entire plan was like, oh, let's get chefs to cook for the to cook for my boss. It's like I don't want chefs to cook for my boss. So he just wanted to kill people. 
Yeah, that's the thing. If you think, if you step back and think about it, what the fuck were they doing this whole episode? Like, maybe he just didn't expect anyone to beat him at his. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of want to try that dish, but at the same time, I'm a little bit concerned because it really looks like something. <laughs> if you lose to me at cooking, you die. You beat me at cooking, you die. As maybe... the people at uh, Regretzi used to say, "Wow, he really likes vegetables." Maybe the contest wasn't his idea. He just was forced to go along with it and just wants everyone to lose. You know what my thought on that was? I think because Raimon is so up his own ass and he's like, I don't need to try. He wasn't even focused on actually doing the thing. So he's like, yeah, do whatever you want this week. So Ushibarak just decided, let's uh, cook off. Because whatever. Let's get down to business <laughs> to go cook some food. Huh. <sighs> And it was super weird just to see that Shokugeki no Soma style, like, epic cooking, but in live action. So, Shokugeki no oh, Toma? Wars. Oh, my god! Oh, my god! That has to be the title! Uh, How wait. is that not that, like, I... Wait, am I the only Shokugeki one who saw the Spongebob no episode with Poseidon? Oh, my god. Oh, wait. I just wait love that. I just love that the Lupin Rangers first scene is effectively Toma telling Noel to fuck off. Wait, guys, like Toma may be a chef, but I mean, slowpoke tails are sure, sure are. Slowpoke tails sure are. What? Sure load faster. You're ruining my joke. <laughs> <laughs> slowpoke wow. tails sure are delicious. Wow. I don't know why I have this. So basically, the plot of the episode is the Pat Rangers suck dick at undercover work, so he turns to Toma because he's an actual chef. Because chefs have been getting kidnapped by the ganglers for this iron kukuru on a fucking boat for some reason. Yeah, that was And the they're all thing. dead. Everyone who was involved everyone who got kidnapped is dead. They just kicked them off the boat into the shark-infested waters. But we just kept mentioning the 30% iron. No, stuff. that was the meat they used in the contest. Yeah. Oh, oh, God! God. Soylent Green is people! Wait a minute. Presumably it would be beef anyway, so it would be cannibalism either way. Well, I mean, they're monsters. Yeah, I guess that's true. The monsters are the ones eating them. Mm. Oh, God, it's Amazons all over again. Right? The kiwi one uses his nose like a proboscis and slurps it up. It's like a mosquito. Um, so thank you. I hate it. <laughs> so Noel, I'm sorry has, I had to say that. Has meme. Toma go undercover as a chef? And what's interesting about that is we see Toma actually smiling while he's teaching cooking. And then you see Ushibaroku in his disguise, and you immediately know he's the gangler because he's wearing a fur suit for some reason. I thought he looked like um. Like no, he's the only not generic character in the scene, um, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he had like a he had like a fur thing on, but wasn't wearing a fur suit. If he was wearing a fur suit, I would have been like, I don't care if he's a gangler or not, kill it. <laughs> kill the furry. <laughs> Who wears a fur suit to your cooking class? That's one big hairnet. Don't judge me. <laughs> I'm not judging you. you. I just think you need a really big hairnet. Wow. So we don't have a hairnet in your size. What I think is the most interesting part of this whole episode is the fact that we discover through Toma that the dial fighters can unlock normal ass locks. Yeah, that was awesome. They hacked their way into the boat. They just alone wore it open. And... I can't. 
I can't wait for like them to get handcuffed or something and put into a bag of a police car, and like the the Pat Rangers just monologuing, and then meanwhile they take out like a spare dial fighter, unlock the handcuffs, unlock the door, open the door, and just duck out. Tug and roll. Yeah. I can totally. And then they see don't that. notice until they get to the headquarters and open the back door. Yeah. How do you yeah. like this music, Pedro? <laughs> Rolls down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> with Garnet. Yep. Yeah. Uh, actually, never mind. Speaking, but at this point, I am very glad that they keep that they keep using the music music vehicles. I hope that stays. It seems to be staying. Yeah, it's at least until the movie's done. I um, hope that it stays. I think that that would be just amazing. So Ushi Barak, uh, conf- we find out that the collection piece he has is basically just the power of a microwave. I cook my food with it. Doesn't wait. Does that mean that he was just cooking that huge thing of meat with the microwave? Yeah. That. No wonder it took hours. <laughs> it, it. Are they okay? I think the reason they're monsters is because they just kept eating his food. Right. Um. So we find out that you can't, the normal the normal dial fighters cannot hack status gold safes, which is interesting. Which you know they're going to use another upgrade later to be able to do so. Yeah. Or maybe they have to say now two dial fighters at once. Ooh. Oh yeah, I think that I think they actually said that before at one point in time. You know what would be crazy? If the only way to open the gold safes is with the trigger machines. Oh my god, that's interesting. Like they just place it on there and just pull the trigger. Because I thought it was going to be only Lupin, Lupin slash Patron X can do it, but. (gasps) Or maybe they have to use Goody. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I said. Or Guys, maybe... wait. Give me a second. It's episode done, Sparse. <sighs> I'm going to make you the Sparse in a Pokemon. second. Wait, sorry, what? Oh, no. no. Don't, make, don't make me Sparse. I'm, I, it's already been months since I was last on. Uh, so in the middle of... As the fight progresses, Lupin Blue gets his dial fighter broken. Like, the dial itself just breaks, like, completely. Damn it, Tomo, you had one job. Right? No, we had more than one job. He did the cooking part. He was also cooking. Yeah, Yeah, that's a lot of jobs. Cutting some slack. Right? And then Lupin X, like, pulls this move where he, like, sharpens his sword, and that causes them to escape. He sharpens his sword and basically does the friggin' glare steam gun escape. And then Noel's like, go do the cooking show. I'll repair the thing. And then he busts out this, like, augmented reality repair app on his phone. And, like, his train gun does, like, what I can only describe as a repair beam. Jesus Christ! It, it kind of reminds me of that thing that was on a Nostalgia Critic that one time. It was just, uh, like, what are you doing? Just waving my, hair in front of, my hands in front of these floating things. It's like, this time it actually makes sense. This time it actually had a point. But uh, as he's doing this, he, he talks about the fact that he's playing the roles of a thief and a cop, but he mentions that his real identity is a collection maintenance fan of sorts. And that got me thinking, what if at heart he's a collector and he wants to steal the collection for himself just to collect them? That might be the case, but I think he has some association with Lupin himself. Maybe, maybe he was hired to maintain the collection. He's the current caretaker. Yeah. Not the maybe butler he's just dude. A fucking nerd. <laughs> it 
could be all of the above too. That could work. Right. Um. So yeah, Noel or Toma goes and participates in Iron Chef, and of course, fucking knocks it out of the park. Like the monster, like, and by it I mean the the heads of the monsters eating it because they legit pop off their fucking shoulders. And we get the soma type. I legitimately uh, thought he yeah. poisoned them because that sounds like a thing Toma would be smart enough to think of. I mean, he did think of he did think of doing that to the Pat Rangers in the like episode two. Oh yeah, the, the he laxative them. I I I, I, I I immediately knew that it was just because his food was that good because this that's what this kind of episode well, yeah, is. Of course. I um, mean, it would been, it, honestly, it would have been more surprising if he had poisoned them. Yeah. Was, like, <laughs> now we can just collect the treasures from their corpses and move on. Right? It doesn't he matter. Was just like, had, no, I'm just like, choking. Why did I eat through my nose? If we have to oh wait. Oh, God, I'm stuck limit. in my face! <laughs> I'm sorry, that was dumb. <laughs> we can't open the saves naturally. We have to wait for them to decompose. <laughs> no, but the safe stays intact, so they would still have to open the saves. We'll have to wait for them to decompose. So we get so the blue dial fighter flies in and knocks over Ushi Baroque before coming back to Toma, and then we get a very nice double henchin of Lupin Blue and Lupin X. Did Noel did, did, did like, like give up being steroids? Because how did a tiny like toy propeller plane knock over a bull? Momentum, sheer momentum. Yeah. And Actually, we had, had, uh, the monster of the week is basically just living champ, right? <laughs> except except, except champ he's champion of a he's champion of a different kind of ring. <laughs> he's the love child between champ and spotter. <laughs> wow, that was genuinely terrible. He's, he's literally the son of champ and spotter. <laughs> Grazie. That's an image for you. Yep. <laughs> So we got a very nice roll call of all four Lupin Rangers. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and it's not touched on much, but we get to see Giwi use his collection piece, which lets him repel attacks somehow. I expect we'll get more on that next week. That was, the one thing I didn't like about the the four, the four of them all doing the roll call, Lupin X's is just like, he just sticks out his hand. Like, everyone else is doing something kind of like elegant. He's just like, like yeah, I got a hand. Look yeah. at it. I got a hand. Watch me use it. <laughs> That's not what I thought he was going to use his hand for. <laughs> so, <laughs> what did you think he was going to use his hand for? I'll let you figure that out. <laughs> so, Lupin Blue steals the collection piece, which is clearly the bracer from Denjimon, because it's got a big D on it. I think this is the, I think this is the second I time they've used the that. Dino brace. I think Denjimon had a ring. I, could I think be wrong. this is the second time they've used that thing because I remember seeing that very that exact same. I was going like, to say, shouldn't someone have pulled up the name of the treasure by now? Uh, I think Shu normally does, does If that. I can do it faster than Shu, then I'm better than him. <laughs> Who's going to do it? So at, they oh, fight, we're there, and uh, we get the nice combo Itadaki strike again. But unlike last week, it's not the big it cinematic. Didn't have like the cool, like... right? Oh, no, but not on there. Shit. <laughs> Shit! Panic mode! But yeah, there's... But yeah, I can wait. I just see it. They, yeah, they already... This is like a... They copied this. Not copied. Uh, this is the second time they've used the same uh, item oh. as a collection piece model. Look. Okay. But yeah, so... 
I'm pissed that we didn't get a cinematic finisher like last week. I actually did add that to my wallpapers last week. It was really nice. Uh, and then it grows big as usual, and then, oh boy, we get to see fucking Neo Bonero again. And then we get Lupin Kaiser trains for like five seconds for some god-awful reason. I, and and they blow them up, whatever. They did have the whole train thing, though. Yeah. I just realized something that I really want them to do. What? I want them to, like, have Noelle, like, you, like, borrow someone's VS changer, give it, use Good Striker, split into both of his different forms, Ooh. and that would have four members on each team, and they finally team up doing each of their finishers. Oh my fucking god, that would be great. I think that would actually, and I'm hoping that the Paddle Rangers have a cinematic finisher as well. That's what I was saying last With week, Sirens I'm like, can the Paddles get one? Ichigeki. Like, wouldn't it be cool Ichigeki. if it was just like a bunch Ichigeki. of police barriers, like, like yeah. a police barrier, and then like sirens? My suggestion was that they were standing in like the middle of a row of jail cells. Oh, that's even better! Like a prison row. I think you actually, I, you did, you brought that up before, I yeah. remember that. And yeah, that's a really good, I, I like your idea better. Or just have the monster trapped in the execution chair. Oh, that would be a little much for Sentai, I think. I mean, well, I mean, I was about to say, I, I mean, I, I was going to agree, but then I just realized, like, uh, a few, like, like 20, like, like 10 episodes or so ago, we did see a monster get decapitated by the cyclone dial fighter. Yeah, but that was only for like half a second and only if you were really paying attention. Um, so yeah, Noel goes back to the GSPO and that scene effectively, effectively devolves into, holy shit, you solved the whole case without us! <laughs> but with the loop those dirty things. Mm. I'm gonna, we're gonna continue trusting you because you won't tell us who they are. I mean, from what he says, like, they call him X and he called them, like, red, blue, and yellow. So they, so he could use the excuse of... Like, I tried to reveal myself to them, but they wouldn't hear my name, and they wouldn't tell me theirs. I mean, sure, but until someone says something Do like that... Do the Paddles know he knows who the Lupins are? I think they, so, they, because they, during they, the scene where they where he, Noel told them, fuck off, I don't work for you, I think that they were up in his face like, oh, you know who the Phantom Thieves are. I thought yeah. they just asked him, do you know who the Phantom Thieves are, and he just never answered. Maybe, but the fact that they asked means that they're suspicious that he does know, which is enough for me to rightfully bitch about it. Whether or not it, whether or not he, it happened, I'm just—he he still outranks them. He's still the leader in my eyes. Yeah. So okay, next week, uh, we get a pendant that is probably another VS vehicle deep inside Jabba the Hutt's club. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, you were the one who said that. It's basically like Jabba's palace. Like it really looked like it for some reason. And apparently, Kyrie and Sukasa have a bonding episode. Or Jabba maybe the, the yokai bar from Kaku Ranger. Jabba the Hut gang leader. <laughs> uh, or they already said it was Dunsparce. Oh. Yeah, that's what Pokemon is this week's episode number. Also, I saw in the prevo, Frieza Omega's going to be back. Yay, oh, Frieza! Nice. I miss him. Uh, but yeah, speaking of, speaking of done sparse, I guess Lupin is done, and uh, the rest of the references to it will be sparse. Uh, Unless you want to keep talking about it, otherwise I'll make that joke again later. Feature topic, go! Woo! Feature topic. Feature topic. <laughs> 
So, our feature topic this week is the five-episode YouTube series called Megabot from Country Club Films, which you can easily find by looking it up on YouTube. It's a bunch of racist sex jokes. It's really racist and really sexist, so beware if you're averse to that kind of humor. It's not as much averse as just... Bye, Shu. Bye. Shu is taking off. Oh, oh, bye, Shu. Bye-bye. I thought you said bless you, and I was thinking like. Bless <laughs> you. Oh no, you're gonna transition to another video. Bless you. So basically, the reason I decided to talk about this is because Ant Man and the Wasp came out last week, and in it is uh, played playing the role of Agent Wu is Randall Park, and watching that movie, I recognized him from something, and I racked my brain for fucking days. Literal days, trying to remember where I had seen that way too polite smile. And then I remembered it was this series. Randall Park, who is now a professional Hollywood actor, played the Yellow Ranger in this YouTube web series. He was probably one of the best, like, he really nailed it. He did really great. So basically, this is a series that is clearly a parody of Power Rangers and Voltron, because it's five Rangers, even though they don't have helmets, and they're in a Megazord fighting giant monsters. Even that though you never, never you never see the monsters. You only see their cockpits and occasionally the Megazord itself, which I guess is just so, called Megabot. U.S. footage of season two of Mighty Morphin. Basically, you did see the hand of one of the monsters one time. Yeah, in one in one shot, like the Pyrosaurus claw like rips in and. And the Red Ranger proceeds to pull out a fucking pistol and pop oh, a yeah, cap in that. his ass. <laughs> Just that. a regular gun. Right? Go, guns! Black Tim, he does it. Oh my god. It's like he, they see, we see each of them with all these awesome weapons in the opening. You're just like, nope, he has just a gun. Yeah. Speaking of the opening, it's actually really catchy. I am addicted yeah. to the opening theme song. I love Reds, yeah! Mega, 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 pop, pop, I'm kind of sad there wasn't more of this. I, I liked the ending hook that was clearly meant to not actually come to fruition. It was pretty funny. Right. With the joke about I, how there's another team. Yeah. So basically, no. the, the characters are all very clear parodies of the, the ranger stereotypes. The red is the the, the, the the white boy, the leader, the perfect man who's juxtaposed by the fact that he's a raging alcoholic. The blue ranger, usually the smart guy, is instead the lazy... Like, he doesn't give a shit. He's just here because Red is his best friend. His character seemed a little... I mean, judging, judging by what he did in the last episode, he might be the tech guy. He might also be the tech guy because he was able to attach an arm to the, the head. arm as the head thing. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work! Am I the only <laughs> one who thought sideways. Red and Blue kind of had a thing they just weren't bringing up? It wouldn't surprise me if that if there were undertones like that. I thought but it was leading to that, and I'm kind of pleasantly f- surprised it didn't. I feel like they could have t- taken in that direction, but I don't think they meant to. Um, but they are clearly like best friends. They grew up together, and he and Blue encourages Red over the course of the episodes. Um, I mean, he did have a trap door that leaded right under his desk. Yeah, I love. Yeah, in one episode, Blue like crawls through the ducts of the Megazord to go into Red's cockpit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, is that how this one works? I noticed something kind of neat, and that's the production. Am I allowed? To, yeah. Sorry if I interrupt this. No, go ahead. The, the the production design of this is actually really good. Mm-hmm. The outfits were very iconic looking. Yep. And even though they were like, they were probably just shirts. Yeah. They looked like they were full uniforms when they were sitting. Um, and something I didn't notice until like episode three that their symbols 
in the background and on their braces. Their power sleeves. Yes, are actually the part of the body that the the the, the, the cockpit they're in is controlling. Yeah. Which is really clever, and so I never like noticed. The it. emblem in the back of the red zord is a symbol of the head, and the the which emblem in the back of the black is like feet. Because, wow, creative. Speaking of which, I think Black's the most relatable character in that whole show. That's how I feel whenever I'm at work. <laughs> just that everyone else is a racist asshole? No, just everyone else is an asshole, and I just gotta tolerate it. Are sure. you a race? Like, I don't... <laughs> Are you a race? His race is Armorhide? No His race is Dragon? My race is Autobot. <laughs> His race is Dragoncaster. His his pronoun of choice is armor hide. Oh my god, I love Albie the racist dragon. I just love that they made the Black Zord basically the legs and dick of the Megazord. Well, it was legs oh on god. the symbol, but on the outside it looked like it was just his crotch. And the first battle of the first episode starts with the dick of the Megazord getting lit on fire, and Black proceeds to pass out. I thought he was dead, so I was glad he was in the next one. Right. He's like, I almost died! I mean, somehow Yellow survived that one time, so I mean, I mean, he, he could have died. Yeah, and, I uh, wanted Yellow to die. What? Yellow was the best ranger. We have, yeah, so we have Yellow, who's an Asian guy, of course, and he, he has a crush on Pink as he pursues her over the course of the episodes, and Pink is a very sheltered white girl who pursues Black over the episodes, but only because she's a racist bitch and just assumes things because he's Black. I was gonna say it's because she has the dick fetish. Okay. That's I'm gonna say really this. I, 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 I was gonna say I don't know if I'd qualify that as a fetish. Yeah, because a fetish is a paraphernalia that has to do with something that's not explicitly sexual. How can you get any more explicitly sexual than a penis? A vagina. I think they're about equal. I think they're, <laughs> they're equal by biology. So uh, what this boils down to say, is like... she is a thirsty straight woman. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I just remember, and she had like, she just had like a like a little like a diamond cut in her top. Yeah, because like, she's the girl. We later get them course. switching her in red switch uniforms. Which is great because it's clearly yeah. they. It's not that, that It's not that they switched colors on their uniforms. They actually just traded shirts. Because he has the diamond. Yeah. Now. Like actually, no. I think her. I think her shirt was like a different shirt because it looked like it fit her better. Like his, it was clearly just her shirt. I, I would disagree. I th I think it was very clear that the red shirt didn't fit her well. It looked loose on the arms. Yeah, I didn't notice. So the first episode, they're fighting something called Visigord, and they they try to use their attack, the elemental gear bolt, but it's not charged. We didn't know. We both know. I didn't forget to fucking charge the gear bolt. Well, great. Now I look like a douchebag in front of Visigord. And they're arguing over whose fault it is. It doesn't work. They're so dysfunctional. Visigord already thinks you're a douchebag. How funny they are because how how dysfunctional they are is is it's it's funny enough that I'm willing to forgive how absolutely fucking terrible people they are. Well, uh, isn't the joke just what if the Power Rangers were racist? Right. What if the Power Rangers were sexist, racist, incompetent assholes? And Zordon so, would be worse somehow. And Zordon was a straight-up racist rapist. I was expecting that to be the joke when that happened, but I wasn't expecting the end bit with it, them all. <laughs> yeah. Except for Black, who just disappeared. <laughs> he's just gone when they come back. What does that mean? Like It means he's currently being raped. 
Oh, I thought the joke was that, like, he killed him. No, no, when they first show up, he's like, oh, is Black giving you lip? He might need to be bent over the prow and re-educated. I'm like, oh I my god, what is- I like a spanking thing. Right? I'm like, oh no. Wait, I thought it was something? a spanking joke at first. Worst Zordon ever. And the real question is, if he is just a head, then that just raises a lot more questions, doesn't it? Well, they never they said never if he said... was just yeah. a head. I mean, I think he- I mean, thinking about it, it uh, at this point, we should have been just realizing he was a bad guy, and like in the words of Linkara, like no one who calls himself who calls themselves Lord is a good person, right? Well, there's God. I guess, well, I guess, I, guess, <laughs> I guess he doesn't call himself Lord. I guess other people. Why did I say that? He, he has other people do that to him. Yeah, let's. Yeah, I don't know why that was my thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's just pretend that we that none of us yeah, said anything. Let, yeah. yeah, let's skirt away from that. And, sorry, sorry. Guys. One of the other funny things is that they mentioned several times that apparently the city they come from is just called Any Town. <laughs> I like that. Is it near Busy Town? Uh, maybe. Uh, okay, yeah, it's a quarter mile away from Lazy Town. Well, apparently in the Lazy Town universe, and uh, this is real, like, they haven't said it in the, any of the English versions, but in the original, they had it, apparently, which I believe is Icelandic. Originally, apparently Lazy Town is one of many towns, and all of them are named after the Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, God. So there's a Greedy Town, and, like, and, like, there's uh, a Lusty Town. town. Oh. And someone said there's a Lust Town, and they, they oh. that, that just, yeah. I bet thank, you that God made a, thank God Stephanie's prostitution headquarters. There. Someone's made a porn parody of that by now. I hope not. Yeah. Uh, someone. Probably like five people have. I don't know if every, everyone noticed this as well at the end of the first episode where like Pink is talking to Black and trying to be all seductive. And then as the, as the scene fades out, if you pay attention, you can see her mouth the words, fuck me. Oh yeah, it's not voice speaking. I notice that. I didn't. I don't think I did. But the funniest joke in that whole first episode is like after Black's passed out from the fumes, and and Red is trying to like call their attention back to the mission. He's like, "Black, set our bearing." Cut to the cockpit, and he's just on the floor. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so terrible, but it's so funny to me. Yeah. And then the episode two starts, and oh, he's wait, just fine. And they kept talking about, and then Blue and Red just kept talking like, you know, like you know, like. What just black out, you know? Yeah. Too much. And then the and then the joke that we did at the beginning of the episode was like, are you are you crying? Oh god no, you're drinking. You're, you're drinking, drinking a lot. lot. <laughs> yep. Um so in episode... I like in episode four where he grabs his bottle thinking the controls to the cockpit. Oh yeah, that was great. Uh but yeah, so episode two is basically them voting red off the island. <laughs> And Red proceeds to respond by nominating his dick as the new leader. Yeah. <laughs> it's still more competent than any of the other characters. Yep. And uh, the other good bit from that episode was like, oh, we have no choice. We have to defeat the monster using Rocket Fist. <laughs> and then Yellow's just like, fuck it! Fire me! <laughs> and then he's dead. And everyone's like, oh, oh no. I love the eff the little explosion effect in his cockpit, and then he just shrieks bloody murder. They, the, they, I don't know which came first, but the, either they stole that from a Perry Bible Fellowship strip, or the Perry Bible Fellowship strip stole. Well, it this from was that. from 2010. I, I, 
Yeah, I don't know when that okay. came out. I think that was around the same time, but that, that has one where it's like a Voltron parody, and then they shoot the fist out, and then when it cuts back to their cockpits, it's only the four of them instead of the five. <laughs> With the joke, I guess, being that they killed him. Yeah. Guy so, King also did a similar joke. Um, so yeah, episode three is basically them going back to their version of Zordon, Lord Yalgon, and telling them that Pink and Red have switched jobs, which is really confusing for several of them because they only ever address each other by their colors. They don't have names. Yeah. Yeah, we're not just, like, we're not just assholes and not calling them by the names. Literally the twice name in the episode, Yellow is talking to their female member and says, Pink, or should I say, Red? Which makes it extra annoying when he says it the second time. And, uh, yeah, the uh, red, like, as they go to meet Lord What's-His-Face, he's just, Galgon. Uh, red, he's, uh, red, Galgon. I get it, because when he takes her for I, the walk, the gal is gone. Yeah, that was... Oh, no. But, yeah, they, uh, red was like, he, like, he always used to go on walks. I, and my right. favorite, my favorite joke from that episode is like after she comes back, and he's like, it's like she says what he was trying to do, and then Red whispers into the mic, he calls it leadership training. Oh jeez, is that why he's an alcoholic? Maybe. Yeah, and that's why. I thought that's what they were implying, right? I mean, if you, I mean, assuming he's like Zord on a giant head, you'd probably want to drink to forget that too. Like he says in an earlier episode, like me and Galgon used to go on walks. And you think nothing of it, it's a throwaway line, but then after he says that, you just realize, Oh God, you poor soul! And Yellow, who's on How many walks did you go on, and where did he touch you right? on walk? <laughs> where didn't he touch point you on, on those? Point on this giant robot where he touched you. Right? And then Yellow, who's been on this kick to try and save Pink from peril, is like, we're going to kill Galgon! Come back from the credits and they've lost terribly. What I like about that scene is Pink was wearing lipstick when she left, so when she came back, it was all smeared. Right? But when the rest came back, they, they all had also smeared had lipstick. Smeared lipstick. Yep. yep. <laughs> and it ends, on, it ends on blue, like curled up in a ball, just going, <laughs> He was so fast. <laughs> That makes me think, did Lord Galgon just put lipstick on him during it, just so he can smear it? Yep. Or did he do pink first? And did she just have that much lipstick? Well, I mean, he did. she did say that he tried to have sex with her, so that implies that he did not succeed. Oh, that's true. Maybe the others but, weren't I mean, so the lucky. Time, yeah, the second time, I mean, <laughs> they all got leadership training. But I, apparently they just decide to shrug it off because episode four starts and they're just back in their uniforms. Everything's a-okay. And red and pink have switched their colors back, but they were still in the opposite space. So it's really weird because, like, they still have the sleeves and emblems matching their original parts, but they're not in those positions anymore. I didn't actually which, notice that they were still in the opposite space. Which means, which means the head is now where the heart is and the heart is now where the head is. And then, Character growth? I don't know. But, like, Red is now, like, primping a plant in his cockpit because he's, like, trying to be more at peace. Love and peace. So, the Bioborg invasion starts that they hinted in an earlier episode, or the previous episode. And they're like, oh no, they're attacking several areas. We have to split up into twin battle dragons. 
So I, I think mean, that might be a Magic Ranger reference, which we don't get to see, and I was a little disappointed. Yeah, I, and... if if we had a Megazord that's like split in half, and like there were like two like two of like the medium sized ones became like one dragon, and the three and three smaller ones became another one, I'd buy that thing in a heartbeat. And here's the thing: if they're how can you make twin battle dragons with five separate pieces? <laughs> they're fraternal well, twin battle dragons. Actually, think about it. Yeah, like at least they would have to at least make like three, because like a black could be one all on his own. His he codpiece just, just flies off, <laughs> <laughs> gains wings. But first, the head comes down, so it's sort of like Ponero. Right. <laughs> God, why like, did I say that? Like, like just like the foot just had there's like a full like 360, and like in uh, like um uh, I don't know what's something like that, but like that like just the head, dragon head is inside the leg. Yeah, like pod. the Red Dragon Thunderzord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, so they, they decide to split up. And, like, as their mid-transformation, mid Yellow notices that Pink and Black are with him, but he obviously wants to spend some alone time with, with Pink, so he, he tells Black to fuck off. And then as him and Pink are trying to figure out why he's saying all that, the rest of them just decide to fuck off and leave the two of them alone anyway. And I love that, like, Blue is trying to give Red a pep talk, and, and Red goes up to him and he's like, Will you be in my battle dragon? <laughs> that was a weirdly nice line in this cavalcade of terrible people. And then they decide after he, sh and after the, you previously mentioned, he, uh, a monster claw gets in his cockpit and he literally just shoots it yep. with a real gun. You want to? like, How do we get some yeah, fast cause... food? Those and three are actually competent food. fighters, apparently. Or competent shooters, at least. And after they they go get food, and then after they go get food, I think it's Blue just says, like, do you want to rob a bank? <laughs> we don't get paid, so fuck it. But I just love that, like, after he pops the cap in the Pyrosaurus Claw, he's just like, you want a moral? Red's back. The end. Fuck you. Actually, wait, and he, and he mentioned, they do have helmets, they just don't wear them in the cockpit. Yeah, he says, like, helmets on. I'm like... You want helmets? Where are they? I want to see them. Wait a minute. Does that mean that? Does that mean that the the, the 2017 Power Rangers movie was referencing that? <laughs> I oh fucking doubt it. I hope so. So someone on the writer staff saw this and thought that was the good source material to copy. Sued. <laughs> It's just, it's just like like all right we got like all right we will get a sequel to the power to the Hasbro's Power Rangers no, Saban's Power Rangers movie and it's just like a live action Megabot. Megabot. Oh my god! And I then so bored on being like, and this is why you should not be like these assholes. <laughs> oh, that'd be great if it's just playing on a monitor in the background somewhere. <laughs> Um, so episode five, uh, Yellow rejoins up with the other three, and they they hem and haw about it, but they eventually find out that Pink got kidnapped, and uh, there was a bet going on because the message made it sound like he was making out with Pink, which of course is not the case. I genuinely wasn't sure where it was going to go. I... <laughs> and the funny, like, you I actually get to see the robot. That's not what happened. You actually get to see the Megazord, like, suck its yellow arm back into place. <laughs> Um, so and, uh, they mentioned no that a bunch of the monsters they defeated start coming back, and Red twists around, twists it around into a moral, because he's like, 
Everyone deserves a second chance. <laughs> Even so Sentai wouldn't do a fucking ham-handed fucking moral like that. Watch, Lupin Ranger's gonna do it now. Oh no. <laughs> like the first gangler is gonna come back and it's just like it's gonna revive and it's gonna be like Garado like, deserves right, a, we'll second give you a second chance. <laughs> and then he becomes and then he becomes one of the extra rangers that is programmed oh in the Death changer. Lupin shark. Lupin fired lava shark. Um so in oh, an early good. part in the episode they start dodging beam attacks. But then when all the monsters start showing up and they're like, oh no, we gotta dodge. Red is like, we can't look out. We don't have a head. Oh yeah, it's, it's an arm. How the yeah. fuck did you dodge earlier then? So I guess pink and red did just switch his orbs anyway because red's the chest now. But they had, but he still has the red cockpit. How the fuck does that work? That's actually a good point. I never thought of that. This show... Uh... So they decide, fuck it, I'm gonna attach my blue arm to the next stump and see if I can see out the fingers! I was half expecting the eye to open, just have, the hand to open, just have an oh, eye. Oh, like, like the Doga hammer eye? Yeah. That'd be funny. But yeah, like, you actually I've see the arm, you actually see the arm float over and affix itself to the beheaded neck stump of the Megasword. And the best part is you actually see his cockpit shot, like, rotate. Electro Did it work? Black pointed out how dumb it was, and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, Did it, it didn't work? work? No. And, of course, they get blown up or something, but they survive. And then Pink me... just like, yeah. Uh, I think, it was. It I was think something the implication porn. is they got blown into an alternate universe because they wake up okay and then find... The Bizarro Rangers or some shit. No, I think they got blown into the future, and while they were gone, they replaced them. Oh, maybe. Because they mentioned the "but you're not even black" thing. Because because that's fucking racist. I know. I'm yellow. I don't know who I am. Like this show is absolutely filled to the brim with sexist and racist humor, and it's everyone is terrible. But I consider this a guilty pleasure show. I laughed at a lot of it. I know that might make me a terrible person, and I'm sorry. I already know I'm a terrible person. But I like, mean, like, look at it this way. You're doing it for the comedy. Like, you right? don't believe. You don't have those beliefs. You just think that it's funny that to see, to see characters who do have those beliefs interacting. Right. It's, it, it's, it's funny because it's so terrible. Like, sure, like, like, racism and sexism and rape and all that are just terrible terrible things and objectively not funny but it's the way that they twist the fact that they're such terrible people juxtaposed with the tropes of a sentai and voltron and whatever that's what makes it funny um but yeah so that's that's megabot it's a neat show it was from 2010 so the quality on the video is not super great but if you're into a, roughly a half hour or so of some weird parody shit. It's a good and watch. It's a catchy theme song. It's a catchy theme song. Is there a full version of it? Or? I don't know, but I'd like there to be. I hope not. I already can't get it out of my head. Right? Mega, mega, mega. Just bop. loop it. Mega, 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 bop, bop, bop. 
It's it's just that for ten hours. Right? Just loop it and make it a ringtone. Mega 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 bot 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 mega 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 bot bot bot. Blaze, you have homework now. Make a ten hour version of the theme song. But I already have homework. Now you can do both. And so that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening, watching, liking, favoriting, subscribing, and just being awesome. Yeah, thanks for watching and, well, listening, but also watching if it's the YouTube one. I screwed it up. We passed 360 subs on YouTube this week. Yay! If we get 365, we're going to have a sub for every day of the year. If we get one more every day of a leap year. The joke earlier was that now we've come... Relevant. The joke earlier is now that we've, now we've come full circle. Yeah. Okay. As usual... Now the, we can make a new channel. Yeah. <laughs> As usual, the primary source of our hijinks is castranger.podbean.com. Please uh, don't forget to check out our Facebook page, our Twitter, at Ixie Studios, our merchandise page where we have shirts and onesies and laptop bags and whatever the hell you like feel like slapping our emblems on. Um, we have, as usual, we have our Discord server. You can listen to the show live Friday nights at 9 p.m. EST, approximately. Um... Talk to assholes like me and Armor Hiding. Hooray! Assholes! Yeah! <laughs> Not as big assholes as the Megabot people. And hopefully well, Lady Gar will be back next week. Yeah, we don't need another Pepsi fit from Ichi. I mean, just because they're here doesn't mean I won't. Actually, you know what? You might, it, now. it might be. You might have, you might have a, like a higher chance of doing it if they're there. <laughs> they're my enablers. <laughs> they're the reason he drinks Pepsi all the time. They can't you're sad stop, if they're they there, stop sad. me, but they won't. Well, he asked you're, me to get two Pepsi. You're sad if they are there. You're sad if they're not. Make up your mind. All right. Thanks, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Thank Goodbye. You. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm back to my corner now. Spellcaster! Radio Sentai Cast Ranger is brought to you by our generous patrons, Oliver Nilsson, and viewers like you.